0: Welcome to Learning to Glow, a show about wellness, skin health, and self-development. I'm your host, Jess. I'm a mom, entrepreneur, and skincare expert. I'm so excited to share tips on how to achieve healthy skin and bring amazing guests in the field of health, fitness, aging gracefully, and personal growth. Let's explore all different ways we can take care of ourselves as women, both inside and out, to truly shine. So let's get glowing. Hello and welcome to Learning to Glow Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and thank you so much for being here today. I have a solo episode for you. I have not done this in a while, but I just finished this book. It's called Why Woo Woo Works by David Hamilton, and this book was about alternative therapies and topics that are considered more fringe in our society. And how there's actually a lot of studies and scientific proof that these things work. And a lot of these things that were in the book, we've actually talked about on the podcast. It's something that I wanted to share with you all because I thought this would be a fun episode to make where we kind of recap the book and I share some of my biggest takeaways with you. This book has actually helped motivate me to start meditating again and more on a regular basis, which I have to say has been so difficult to stay consistent with. During COVID, I went through a a time where I did 100 days in a row of meditation, and I found it so amazing. And Life gets in the way, and meditation I find very difficult to begin with, but reading this book, and this is one of the topics I'll discuss today— was very motivating. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back into this. I'm going to start doing it again. And I feel like I'm sure more than just me has a struggle with wanting to do not only just meditation, but things that we know are going to maybe help us in one way or another. And sometimes it's nice to get that little push to say, okay, I know that there are these many benefits. These are things I'm working on in my life. And because this helps with whatever benefit, depending on what the topic is, I'm going to start doing it. So that's what today is going to be all about. Before we do that, I just wanted to share that I do have a special offer to all of my podcast listeners. If you have not heard my frequently asked questions about skincare and skincare routines, if you haven't heard that episode, I'll link it in the show notes. But I have a whole episode where we talk all things skincare. And specifically, we talk about my brand, which is simply Jess skincare. And I am still offering a 20% off coupon code. You just use the coupon code podcast when you check out. This is good for people who are even current clients of Simply Jess. You can go ahead and use that as well. And definitely for new people, if you want to try out the line or if there's something that you're interested in, um, take advantage of that 20% off of your entire purchase. You can also send me a message if you have questions as to what is great for your skin and your skin type and what's concerns that you have. You can send me a message on Instagram. I'm at simplyjustskincare, or you can send me an email, which I'll leave in the show notes. So why woo woo works. The first chapter I wanted to discuss was all about meditation and the amount of studies that prove how effective meditation works on so many different areas of our lives. It was insane to me. I already knew that it's good for you. But even down to the fact that it reduces inflammation, which is known to age us. So lowered inflammation, longer life, lower inflammation. It's such an anti-aging tool. So in the book, he talks a little bit about the different types of meditation and, you know, such as mantra based. There's something called transcendental meditation, which I've always wanted to try out or research more. I've never done it. I think what put me off of it was it's 20 minutes, two times a day. I think that's kind of something that you have to do if you're actually doing that TM meditation. I don't really have the time to commit to something like that. So I've never tried it, but I do want to look into it because a lot of people rave about it. And mindfulness or focusing on the breath type meditation. And right now, I love a guided meditation. So there is a really great app called Insight Timer, and that is really great for so many different types of meditation. But you can get on there and use the timer, or you can do a guided meditation. I really love the one that there's a ton of them, but on sleep. So doing a guided meditation for sleep specifically, you can pick so many different... Anything that you think that you can think about. There's meditation for anxiety. There's meditation for falling to sleep, staying asleep, so many different ones. I love yoga nidra as well. That is really great. That's so restorative. It helps you feel like you've had sleep just by doing it. You can do it anytime. I know people who do it during the day when they are tired and it kind of helps them like uh, taking a nap would. A few of the studies that were mentioned in this chapter on meditation, the first one that I thought was really impressive is that in 2013, the American Heart Association stated that Transcendental Meditation is beneficial for hypertension, and another study in 2015 was saying that it reduces blood pressure. Okay. So a few other benefits. There was a study that showed that there was a reduction in stress and anxiety using mindfulness and increasing self-esteem as we learn to notice our thoughts in a less judgmental way, which this one makes perfect sense, like slowing down, using your breath. I'll also link the, the episode that we have with Frankie, which is our breath work episode, because... We talked about meditation, but we talked about breathing in particular, and this really helps when you're trying to reduce your anxiety levels, and this has been studied and shown in many, many studies. I love this next one, which is that it can also help to reduce the chances of relapse in people who have substance abuse issues. It can alter the brain receptors associated with drug and alcohol use, even helping out alter the way that pleasure is processed, which means helping to kind of rewire our brains. Meditation can also help with learning and memory as one Harvard study showed. They did a scan before and after the eight weeks of meditation and the participants in the study had an increase in gray matter in the brain regions associated with learning and memory, which is amazing. They have also studied this for pain management, and the studies on this were so interesting. They found that the effects of pain can be attributed to the fact that meditation trains us to observe pain without being drawn into the experience quite as much. The the first thing I thought of with this is like birth and contractions and all the pain that is associated with that and how we've been encouraged to really breathe through that pain and in the studies they didn't use labor but a lot of the people were experiencing less pain than the group that did not practice meditation. I already mentioned this a little bit but meditation has been shown to reduce inflammation which plays a large role in our aging. It's influenced so much by inflammation that aging research scientists are now using the term "inflammaging." Some studies show regular meditation slows the rate of aging at the genetic level and is shown to boost the immune system. The author of this book also talked about how most people, most everyday people think that meditation is meant to help us stop thinking, which is why a lot of people give up and find it so difficult. The goal is more to notice what you are thinking. Having awareness is the goal and stillness is a side effect, he says. Being in the moment and focusing on the now, which helps to relieve stress about the past and the future. So those were my favorite takeaways from the meditation chapter. And it, I have to tell you, like I was so motivated after learning all of these things and I've definitely started doing it more in my life. The next one that I really loved my, is probably my favorite chapter in the book was all about nature. He says, because our ancestors were in nature all of the time, our brains are pre-wired to be calm in natural settings. So even looking at a screen of nature, can produce a calming effect. Even listening to nature sounds, you don't have to actually be outside hearing real birds for the calming effect of nature to take effect. He talks about how nature is restorative and that treatments that take place in nature can promote rest and rejuvenation. And this made me think of when you see people doing outside yoga or outdoor yoga or tai chi in the park, Also, it made me think of the Detox Cottage, which is Dara, who is on the podcast, her amazing facility in San Diego is so beautiful, and it's literally her backyard is so stunning and full of nature, plants everywhere, fruit trees, and all you can hear is the birds and the bees. And it's just part of her vision because she knew that this nature piece is very instrumental when it comes to healing and healing the body, which is what she's doing at her facility. So I love that in the recent years, there has been many studies that have looked into the effects of adding in nature in sterile environments like hospitals for that reason, for the healing reason. And there was a study conducted by researchers at Kansas State University. This was in the U.S. And 90 patients who were recovering from an appendectomy were randomized into hospital rooms with and without plants. Those who were covered in the rooms containing plants needed fewer analgesics for pain. They also had lower blood pressure and heart rate and less anxiety and fatigue than patients who were covered in rooms without plants. This makes a great case for buying more plants. I actually love my indoor plants and up until a few years ago, I killed all of them. So I'm very proud that I have so many that are still alive, doing well, and this just makes me want to buy more of them. The next part of the chapter talks more about ecotherapy, which we mentioned before, which is doing activities outside. So you're running, you're walking, you're exercise, having that outdoors in nature. And what they found was that doing these activities in a natural setting actually produced bigger drops in depression, anger, and mental and emotional tension. They made people feel more energized and revitalized. He goes on to talk about sound effects, so nature sound effects, and other studies have also shown that the sounds of nature are highly therapeutic. In hospitals, mechanical ventilation is an extremely common and life-saving treatment, but it can be highly distressing for the recipient and cause severe anxiety. At this hospital, and it was in Tehran, 60 patients recovering from this ventilation were randomized to receive either standard care or the addition of listening to nature-based sounds in through the headphones for 90 minutes. The participants were able to choose between what sounds they wanted so that it could be birds, forest, waterfall, etc. and it was found that the nature sounds had a big effect on their healing. While listening to these sounds, During and 30 minutes afterward, the patient's anxiety levels dropped along with their agitation levels and their blood pressure. This is another thing I did during COVID is I bought a bird feeder in my backyard because I wanted to see the birds and they're so cute and I wanted to see them eating, but I never really thought the sound of the birds could be this amazing and just Going outside and listening to the bird noises is obviously a relaxing thing, but it's something that I didn't start doing until post-COVID, and I can definitely agree that I didn't know until I read this book how beneficial because of these studies, but it makes perfect sense to me. So the last chapter I want to highlight is all about the law of attraction. This is something that we have not talked about on Learning to Glow, but I want to because it's such an interesting topic. I obviously have not mastered this, and I know very little about the law of attraction. I did watch... The secret back, I don't know, was it the 90s when it came out? And I thought it was great, but I didn't, that's as far as it went. So I do want to have an episode just on Law of Attraction. I'll definitely find some expert who wants to come on and share what they know with us because there's a lot to it. It's not just about getting a yacht. You know, there are people who talk about manifesting their health and and so many other things they can receive using the Law of Attraction. I did love this chapter because it does take the woo-woo out of the Law of Attraction. It's not as crazy as it sounds when you are reading this book, and there's a lot of good information in it. He talks about how our beliefs shape our experiences to a degree, and if you believe you can do something, you'll actually fare better than if you believe you can't. He mentions the secret and said that the law of attraction was made popular by this movie and it was saying that we can attract whatever we want to focus on. The missing ingredient that wasn't talked about as much in this book is that we also need to be taking action on our dreams for it to actually work. And also on the flip side, we can attract things in our lives that we do not want by focusing on them, even if it isn't conscious. So the point here is to be aware of our thoughts, which can be really hard to do, but to be conscious of what we're thinking so that we are attracting what we do want and not what we don't want. Okay, in the law of attraction chapter The studies, the scientific studies, were on belief. So, what the belief system of the study participant and the outcome of the study. For example, at the University of Wisconsin, they had a study of 30,000 people, and they found that the perception that stress is bad for one's health so, you think stress is bad for you is arguably worse than the actual stress itself. And that stress is ranked as the 15th leading cause of death in the USA. And that's behind, just behind hypertension and Parkinson's disease. And this was the craziest part. Being highly stressed and believing it's bad for you to be stressed increased the risk of early death by 43%. Compared to when having the same amount of stress but perceiving that stress is good for you. In the same study, the death rate among one group of people who experienced only a small amount of stress was higher than it was among a group of people who were highly stressed because the low stress group believed that stress was bad for them, while the high stress group believed that stress was good for them. I definitely want to learn more about this. The rest of the chapter, if you are interested, is really good. He talks about the butterfly effect and synchronicity, which I find really interesting, So definitely check out this book if you find this interesting. There's so much more to it. There's so many other chapters that are really interesting about how these things like Reiki, for example, are considered very woo-woo, but there are definite scientific studies that prove that there are benefits to doing a lot of these things and incorporating them into our lives. So I hope you enjoyed this little recap. I'll definitely link the book in the show notes. And I had a lot of fun doing this because I I've just found it so interesting that I had even mentioned it in previous podcasts, and I'm like, we need to do an episode about this. I want to do a lot more reading this year. My goal is to get more nonfiction reading. I already have a couple books coming up that I am so excited to read. And I've been terrible at reading as much as I want to, but there's so many things out there that I want to get a hold of. So my goal is to do it more. And if you guys have any great books you recommend, send me a message. I'd love to hear. I'm always looking for a great new book. And don't forget, if you'd like to try Simply Jess, that code one more time is just podcast in the checkout for 20% off the entire order. And I will also link the skincare frequently asked question episode, because I talk a lot about what a great routine is and some really important ingredients to incorporate into your skin for different skin types. And I kind of cover all the skin types as well. It's a good one. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here. I had a lot of fun and I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and review so we can reach more people who want to learn to glow alongside us. See you next time.